This is Fearless Beauties, a podcast dedicated to developing voices of color in the beauty industry. We are talking to estheticians, skin specialists, and business owners to uncover best skin practices, tactical career tips, and ultimately, how we can create a better beauty industry together. I'm your host, Taylor Phillips. And I'm your other co-host, Alina Velez. Welcome to the latest episode of the Fearless Beauties podcast. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 10 of the Fearless Beauties Podcast. My name is Taylor, also known as Taylor Budgets. And I'm Alina, your Certified Advanced Esthetician. So in today's episode, The Big One Zero, we are discussing Gen Z beauty trends and how this generation is driving forward new beauty trends and changing the way brands approach the beauty industry. So let's get into it. Yes. I just want to open by saying like, Gen Z, I'm proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) Like they're really out here, you know, advocating. Yeah, I'm here for it. Really calling brands out and forcing them to change. So before I did research for this podcast, I had no idea what Gen Z was like. I knew, <laughs> no, I me either. Like, how old are Gen Z anyway? Right. <laughs> Am I Gen yeah. Z? I don't know. Um, so I did see that Gen Z are those born between 1997 and 2012. So I'm mm. definitely not that. <laughs> yeah. What year were you born in? 94. Me too. Yeah. We're millennials. Oh, yes. We're millennials. Okay. Yeah. So we're considered millennials and then I know there's what Gen X mm-hmm. I don't even know I guess they're before us yep so like our parents maybe I think so I think okay. that's right <laughs> but it's nice to know the year the range because it kind of brought things into perspective for me because being born in 1994 I saw when the first iPhone came out yeah, <laughs> And I feel like that is when things started getting crazy. Mm-hmm. Technology. Definitely. Yeah. And that was in 11th grade. Wow. So that was 2011. So just imagine 2010, 2011. So just imagine Gen Z's being born and they have just technology like. Right there. Right yeah. there. Yeah. And then I we- also. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, we do have it really cool because we got to see a little bit of the before, before social medias, before having a mini computer in our pocket, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. our cell phone, you know, to really watching it from the flip phone to the sidekick to the iPhone. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. And the Gen Z's, they got a little bit of that, but they would have been like elementary school. So they shouldn't have had a phone anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But now elementary kids have phones. Yeah. But people are saying, um, and by people, I mean like research companies are saying that Gen Z's are able to make their opinions heard so much more loudly than previous generations. That's so interesting to me. Yes. Um, It was interesting to me as well. I think every generation has, well, I'd like to think every generation has done their part to 
um, pave the way for future generations. Mm -hmm. And so I'd like to think that this has been in the making, (laughs) you know, us as millennials, at least, I feel like tried our part to um, push the needle forward and and pave the way. But yeah, shout out Gen Z. So for me, I was trying to figure out why this was such a topic, because being a millennial and seeing actually the kind of like the origin of technology with Apple, Mm -hmm. I was like, I feel like we kind of saw it all like come to be. But then I thought about it. Technology didn't really start hitting until. I don't know, for me, 10, 15 years ago, Mm -hmm. like with Twitter, I feel like Twitter was big. Um, Instagram, Facebook, MySpace, MySpace, MySpace. Right? Oh my First and gosh. foremost, <laughs> I was in middle school. I was in middle school, but I I also think thanks to TikTok, TikTok has just been absolutely mind blowing and just yeah multinational mm-hmm. impacts. It's yeah. ridiculous, but um, I just think that we're able to see more now. Like people are so transparent online. And I think that Gen Z's have a lot to do with that because it was kind of around their time. That's who's Mm -hmm. doing it. Like you don't see a lot of, it's so hard to say, honestly. They're influencing everybody. Okay. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Right. Gen Z's are influencing. Yes. They are influencing millennials and Gen X's. To be their authentic self on social media. Because you don't just see Gen Z's on social media. You see millennials and Gen X's. Like you see my mama's age, people just dancing their hearts out on TikTok. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) With hella views too. Right. Famous. TikTok famous. (laughs) So I say we can thank Gen Z's for that. Because they most likely push the needle towards just having a multi-generational thing on on social media. Like, it's it's crazy. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think, too, um, thinking about how they were brought up heavily in social medias and thinking of um, filters, right? Everything's filtered. But Gen Zs are actually they have a higher level of self-acceptance. And so people want to show their skin and freckles and textures and they're okay with not, you know, filtering it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's powerful. I love that. And it did say that Gen Z is the most ethnically and racially diverse generation to date. So inclusion and diversity are essential to who they are. So they've yes. really been bringing that out. It forces brands to create products for skin. Mm-hmm. And have that product represent all colors, all tones, mm-hmm. even down to sexual orientation, body size, disability, gender. Gen yeah. Z's are saying basically everyone's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Everyone should express themselves the way they want. And we need to see that brands accept that. And they're kind of like pushing it. Like brands are now looking at Twitter and TikTok and saying, okay, what are Gen Z saying about us? Because, you know, mm-hmm. you'll create a YouTube video about a brand's product <laughs> and that will ruin 
that brand if the views get high enough. So if mm-hmm. you have an influencer, a Gen Z influencer saying, hey, I tried the new Tarte concealer and it sucks. People mm-hmm. are not going to buy it. Yep. And so, it'll make or break them. Right. So now brands mm-hmm. are going to these influencers pages and saying, okay, what do they want? Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. give them what they want because they are our consumers they are influencing other generations mm-hmm. to buy from us. So it would be dumb of us to not um, pay attention to their what they're saying. Right. So shifting gears a little bit, the way people are shopping is different and skincare is becoming more important than um, makeup products. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about this new trend. <laughs> Yes. It's not new to me. <laughs> exactly. I love the no to makeup makeup. And they yes. call it what? Skinimalism? Yes. Mm-hmm. So basically, yeah. you want, you could have on a full face of makeup, but can it look like you? Mm-hmm. Like, I think we talked yeah. about that in last episode where those toxic uh, beauty trends, how they uh-huh. were putting on like 10 pounds of foundation. Like, <laughs> yeah. remember that? Yeah. So we're doing the opposite. It's like less is mm-hmm. more. Yes. We're doing like the whole Alicia Keys vibe, but with yes. makeup. <laughs> you know? Love Alicia. Yes. So it's it's beautiful to see because yeah. even for me, I have a lot of dark spots. And I'm not sure if Gen Z's have influenced it, but I wear less makeup. I'm okay mm-hmm. with going out in public now and people see my dark spots when I used to not be. Mm-hmm. I would always yeah. wear makeup, even if I was going to the store. Now I'm like, I don't freaking care. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because I see so many influencers just having like their glowy skincare routine and hopping out the door mm-hmm. and yeah. owning it. Yeah, so true. So I love that. Um, Gen Z is also like hybrid products. So like... Um, more value for your money. So not only is it, say, a concealer, but mm-hmm. it's a, you know, has some serum in it. Maybe it's a vitamin C or something, you know, some type of added ingredient that okay. um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that or think that it's like super efficient in mm-hmm. <laughs> just being a topical product. But I mean, that's cool. We love a, a versatile product. So when I thought of hybrid products, I also thought of how makeup artists or influencers, they will use concealer, for example, as foundation, or they will Mm. use bronzer as eyeshadow. Mm, mm -hmm. And I was like, that's dope because they only have to buy one product Mm -hmm. and that's it. And then you can show how this one product has so many purposes and that will force others to want to try it buy it yes so yeah you saw it you saw it for like the skincare purpose and I saw it like makeup so I thought that was Mm. interesting yeah I also was reading um and I love this so they're saying that Gen Z's are more experimental so it has to do with more of um embracing different facets of their personality and their different moods and feelings so um in correlation to like what their makeup routine might look like Um, One day they might wear bold colors and Mm -hmm. bold liners. And then the next day they might be, uh, you know, a skinimalism day, you know, Mm -hmm. 
just really expressive of their personality and who and how they're feeling in that moment. Yes, definitely. So it is say that Gen Z's see beauty as self-expression and authenticity. So the way they use makeup is all about expressing how they feel in one current moment. So like you're mentioning, they may want to have like a bold color on one day and next they're wearing nudes or the whole skinimalism thing. Like I was seeing pictures where you'll see like I wouldn't even picture us doing this, but you'll see them wearing like a, a royal blue shirt, but they have on a bold mustard yellow eyeliner yes yes and I'm like yeah I wouldn't even think to do that but it's a form of self-expression that's how they Mm -hmm. feel that day Mm -hmm. and that's okay Mm -hmm. and so I love that but that's definitely a Gen Z thing because I'm thinking about millennials like us like even back in high school when I saw like the goths Mm -hmm. like they still stuck to the black. Yeah, the everyday heavy liner. Right. It's it was the same <laughs> yeah. SHIT different mm-hmm. day. Like that's mm-hmm. it. And that's just what we stuck to. But Gen Z's they just they just do what they want. Mhm. And I'm I like, love it. To piggyback off of that, I think as millennials, at least for me, I always watched my mom get ready in the morning and mm-hmm. do her makeup for work. And and so I think that um, she first looks the of same all, every day. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> first of all, there wasn't all these beauty brands back in the day. There was Maybelline and Shoot, Mary Cover Kay. Girl, Cover Girl, Mary Kay. Yeah. Mac. I mean, there was not as many. Right. And so anyway, yes, I watched my mother do the same routine every single day. And I never got bored watching it. <laughs> nope. My mom taught me how to do my makeup the same way she did her mm-hmm. makeup. And that's yep. probably the same way I do it now. Um, I just throw in some blush now. Uh, my mom was very much foundation, eyeliner, mascara. Lip liner was a huge thing. I see it coming back now, but lip liner was a huge deal back then. And uh, lipstick, and that's pretty much it. There was no bronzer, no concealer, no highlighter, no eyeshadow, at least, you know, for my mom. So, Um, but it did say that, which I thought was so interesting. After you said that the Gen Z's, they embrace the different facets of their personality. It also mentioned that they're steering away from the hyper-polished, airbrushed, and flawless advertising towards images because it doesn't show imperfections. It just shows just perfection, quote-unquote. And they said 62% of Gen Z's say brands over-edit their photos and 70% say that they would like like the content from brands to not be perfect. Mm. And I love that. Like I would not Mm -hmm. even expect that. But Mm -hmm. I just think that with uh, these social media apps these days and people coming out and addressing what is wrong with brands, Mm -hmm. it's like we don't want to see airbrushed. Like I was thinking about um, the the professional photos I got Mm -hmm. done. And I received them back and I love them. 
But yeah. the airbrush, OMG. But hey, I like it. I was like, good. I don't want, you know. <laughs> but you, yeah. but yeah. they're saying we want the opposite. We want to see the, like, you know, the cuts on your arm and stuff like that. I'm like, uh-uh. Like, I'm, airbrush me, please. Like, I still look <laughs> the same. Just airbrush me. Yeah. Uh, but they don't want to see that. And it's because we've talked about this so many times, especially uh, about body image. Like, we want to see the cellulite and we want to see the dents and we want to see the wrinkles. And we want to see it all because yeah. we don't look like Victoria's Secret models, boo. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Victoria's Secret models don't even look like Victoria's no. Secret models. <laughs> no, they do not. So, yeah. They're basically calling brands out for not giving the realness. Mm-hmm. And then it's like brands are saying basically, okay, if we want these people to purchase from us, we got to give them what they want. Like Gen Z's, they have a huge impact. And I keep saying this, but it's social media. Like we didn't have social media like that back in the days mm-hmm. where social media could like literally ruin a whole brand. Mm-hmm. Like we would have to email yeah. them. <laughs> yep, so true. Now people just making one minute videos and <laughs> that's it. So, yeah. Yeah, I just love how they are embracing their imperfections and just, you know, whatever they're feeling like, they're going to dress like that. Mm-hmm. So one brand. Take something from that. Go ahead. Sorry. So one brand that is doing its thing is L'Oreal. And I was reading an article and they were saying that consumer centricity is at the heart of everything they do. And that means that they're listening to their consumers. They're not listening to the internal team. They're saying, okay, team, let's go out and find what our consumers love and let's do that. So they were saying that they're finding new ways to understand their consumers and they do extensive social listening to understand consumer sentiment about their brand as well as the market overall. Mm, interesting. So what drives consumers to purchase their products? So yeah. it's it's about addressing the beauty dreams, which I thought was cool, instead of the beauty needs. Ooh. So what do our consumers want out of using our products? Do they want to look not like themselves or do they want to just look, you know, like they want to look themselves, but just like a polished right great word yeah polished like they don't want to look fake like you know catfished we don't want to catfish people out here right right so yeah i like that that's like when a guy gets a haircut and their their whole demeanor changes (laughs) i feel like like it was just a haircut you know their whole face didn't change so it's kind of like makeup like we don't want our whole face to look different we just want to you know yeah yeah calm down the oil on our t-zone or you know, I don't know, brighten up our eyes or cover up the under eye circles because we didn't sleep much last night. Something like that. But we We've still been working the same. hard. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where we go, yeah. I'll be like, yeah, we look good. Like, I I laugh so hard when I see <laughs> those videos of dudes like before and after their haircut. <laughs> I just be cracking up. From a four to a 10 real quick. Real quick. <laughs> just by a simple $20, $30 haircut so I thought that was funny but anyway that's basically what L'Oreal's 
tests have shown that they want to, that their consumers want beauty dreams instead of beauty needs. So yes. I thought that was really, really nice. Yeah, they got that dialed in. Mm-hmm. And also the pandemic has shaped a lot of how Gen Z's want to come across physically, I guess you can say. Yeah. Um, they were saying that, of course, we weren't wearing masks for a lot of the mm-hmm. time. So foundation wasn't being purchased. Right. So now, yeah. th- and they, I thought this was so funny because it said after the pandemic, I'm like, child, we still in a pandemic. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, we still here. Yeah. It's just that, you know, being reported as much. So people think it's gone. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gen Z's are no longer looking for flawlessness. They want to look real. So we just addressed that. Mm-hmm. They want healthy looking skin and products that were helping their skin. So yeah. we don't want a full face of makeup that's going to cause more acne. So we have more mm-hmm. to cover up. Right. We want the skincare products as well so that we don't we eventually don't have to wear makeup. Mm-hmm. Like that's where yeah. I'm getting. I I wear less makeup now because I want to rely on my skincare to clear my skin completely. So I don't I no longer have to wear makeup because I hate wearing makeup. Yes. Yes. I so love that for you. That. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. <child. laughs> the makeup is just mm-hmm. it's just too much because I touch my face so much, which I know I need to stop. But then I like touch my face and I'm like, oh, snap, I have makeup on. And then I touch something else and that gets dirty. And I'm like, no, see, this is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> or like just when my daughter. <laughs> yeah. Or when my daughter decides to touch my face and I'm like, oh, baby, I have makeup on. And then she like touches something that's white. And I'm like, oh, well, here we go. Oh, no. Because she touched my <laughs> oh, face. I'm like, see, this is why I don't need to be wearing makeup. I want my face to look, you know, when I go outside in the sun and it's just like, bam. Get you, get you a nice tinted SPF. That's I the probably way to go. need that. Yeah. I, got I hope you, that they have my shade. <laughs> I'll have my people call your people. Okay, okay, thank you. That's what we do around here. Thank you very much. Because, you know, my dark complexion. They got you. you to find it. That's we got I'm you covered. <laughs> so That's anything else? Got. That's all I got. That is? Okay. All right. Yeah. So I think we pretty much touched on all the points, Alina. Um just basically, Gen Z is focused more on skinimalism. I think that's the word of the podcast. Like, we don't mind wearing makeup, but we want it to look like our skin. And we also don't need this concrete attitude of beauty. Right. There's no longer a single definition of beauty. Absolutely. There never not. really was, but. Never was. Mm hmm. So let's thank Gen Z's for um, utilizing the technology to shut brands up and like basically like tell them what to do because (laughs) that's what they're doing. They're like, yeah, this is what they want. Let's give it to them. So, yeah. So let's clap it up for the Gen Z's. So happy for you all. So happy for y'all. I feel like we were throwing shade at the, at the beginning of the podcast. We were like, so, I mean, Millennials did something though. <laughs> it's not all Gen Z's. <laughs> My bad. It was funny though. It was funny. 
<sighs> all right y'all so that's the end of the podcast thank you so much for listening as always you can find us at fearless beauties on instagram fearlessbeauties.org you can find me at taylor budgets on instagram and you can find me at true skin lab on instagram also